You're listening to Stand Out with Ian O'Connell. Wednesday evenings from 8pm here on Radio Kerry. Now, you're very welcome to the show tonight. I hope I find you well on this Wednesday evening. I just want to start off by saying Happy New Year to all my listeners out there. To the people from Kerry, Cork, over abroad in America or Australia. Because I know we have a good few listeners abroad as well that are always messaging me saying that they, they, they love the show. So that's that's always a, a, a positive, isn't it? Um, yeah, I hope you all had a good Christmas, spent time with some family and friends and that you celebrated the, the new year. We're back to, we're back into January now, the first week of the year. So we're all kind of getting our heads down and like they say, our new year's resolutions that, that some of us, they only last for six months. The other people last for 12. So if you're one of them people, fair play to you. I'm delighted to say that my guest this week on Stand Out, myself, Ian O'Connell, is Irish musician Liam O'Connor. Liam, originally from Newmarket in County Cork, is a multi-musician, once referred to as the Jimi Hendrix of the accordion. Sit back and enjoy the show. Liam, thanks a million for coming on today, alright? Delighted to be here, Ian. Thank you for having me. Christmas, how was it? Uh, we had a lovely Christmas, a uh, couple of nice days off, and... Uh, we love that little bit of downtime, and then of course it gets busy after it, and a little bit busy before it. But um, we had a great old season, and a great old year, so it was great to uh, chill out there for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And were you you were back you were performing? When you be back now, say full time after Christmas? Um, very busy now again, getting ready for the for the new season. But um, January and February now will be a bit quieter. Yeah, you know. kind of gigs and stuff, places. Um, Take it easy a little bit, and then build up then for the season from yeah. March onwards. Very good. Um, all my guests, I kind of like to bring them back to to the the start to get an idea. You growing up and stuff. Yeah. Do you want to give the listeners an idea of growing up and what? Yeah, were you? I grew up in um in Barnacora, Newmarket, County Cork. Um, in a very musical family. Um, my mom was very, very driven and very into music, and dad as well. And uh, mom passed away when we were kids. She was only forty-one. Go and uh, the youngest was two, Sean Francis, and so we'd have gone to school, which which you which you, some of your own family over the years, um, the O'Connell family. But uh, we, she was a great woman, and uh, she was that's where our inspiration, that's where our drive comes in. Great father as well, so we were very blessed. You were very young at that time. As well. Very young, very young. I was fourteen. Um, Mom has gone a long time now, you know. So the um. But the, you know, that's, that's the way the world is, you know, that's, you know, but we, we must be thankful for, you know, what she left us at the time, you know, she left us a legacy of music and love and we took it on then. And was she, she was always into that kind of music as well? She was into she? the music, yeah, she loved music, she loved the, she was, you know, we were, we were, uh, we were her champions, you know, she was, you know, everybody, child is their champion. Um, so we kept her going and then, um, huge loss, of course. And, um, we had to get over that, and you don't move on; you you just move forward. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely. Mm. And did you kind of find that? I suppose not that it kind of helped a lot, but did you find music kind of like a bit of a, a therapy at the time? Yeah, it was a total therapy, and it, and it is, and it still is. And you know, it's good for the soul, and it's good for your health, and it's good for everything, and it's good for for the mind, you know. Um, so it keeps us going. And um, but we were driven. Then we took the, you know, we took the. 
we took the baton, I suppose, really, and we we we, we drove it on, and uh, that's where the that's where the uh, energy comes from, really. Your dad was he music wise? He was. He was, he went to Portugal, Keith. He played a bit of the accordion. Um, we were blessed as well. Dad was a pioneer, yeah. and um, I'm a pioneer as well. So oh, really, it, yeah, you know, it is. Never uh, knew that now. Yeah, it is a. Um, you know, I don't be boasting about it, but it's it's nice to mention it as well. Of course, yeah. You know, um, of course. Um, Dad was brilliant to us. Uh, we had a brilliant father that took on the whole role then, and um, seven kids. The youngest was two when Mom passed away, as I said. But Dad was brilliant, and um, yeah, I was very influenced as well. So uh, you know, I'm a teetotaler, never never touched drink. And um, did, were you into any kind of sports growing up? And played football, of course, and uh, played football with Newmarket and Glenlaura as well. That was my that was my initial club, Glenlaura. Then I transferred to Newmarket and uh, great success there. And then also played. I was in the the pan with the Duhalla boys when we won in 1991. So there's two senior medals hanging around as well. Go away. <laughs> it was um, I don't know who was it there. I seen I forget who it was. It was a Kerry player. But they they had I don't know it was a four or five All Ireland. Yes. You might have seen it, but they they were doing kind of a documentary, and he went up under the bed, and the the medals were inside in a, a biscuit tin <laughs> under the bed. Yeah, I had actually heard about that. So you you've two hanging around as well. I have, yeah. Do you know I was in part of the 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 great Duhalla team that time that won in 1990. There was uh, John Finton Daly and Gerard O'Sullivan and Joe Muffy and all those great people, and of course Denny Collett. He was from my town, and he was. He was one of the great footballers. He was centre field for Cork as well, and Denny won two All Irelands as well, which which Cork as well. Cork were on. Remember, Cork won the double in 1990, so that was that was a very big time to be getting a Cork Senior County medal. So very proud of that. Absolutely. What kind of um, I suppose at a young age, what kind of genre of music were you into? Was it traditional from a young age? Yes, the father played the accordion, and there was traditional music around. Of course, all my family played as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the family played different instruments. The all kind of family band and stuff. So it was, um, it was a, it was great. It was around. It was all we were all influenced by that. But as I went on and got older, I met other musicians and met other influences and different genres. And so I've, I've, I've a kind of a an eclectic mix now, which is drawn from all genres. And like you said, your your mom was one of the biggest inspirations. But when you were Say, growing up playing music, was there anyone you kind of looked up to? Well, locally, you know, we had uh, in Newmarket, there was Timmy O'Connor and there was all these great players, you know, the Jackie Daly would have been from Kenturk and there's, there's fantastic players, Donald DeBarra from Mabby Field, there were all these great players. But, uh, you know, and we were, we were delighted with Coltis, we involved, she took us to every competition, we, we loved it. But I felt there was more in me and I wanted to, to do other things and, then um, as I as I moved on with the music, I um, got involved in with Lord of the Dance. And what was that? Well, were you young when you got kind of involved? In that? I was. Well, I was in. You know, I'd, we had built a kind of a career at that stage. Um, I was after recording a, a very serious album and had signed a record deal with Universal Music um, back in ninety three, ninety four, and then that led to doing the Late Late Show with Gay Burden. And uh, from on that Friday night, then and on the Sunday, then I was working with Michael Flatley. So you know, it's all about. I I I'd, I'd say it's all about being. It's all timing. Yeah. Timing is everything, and um, so that was great. Um, that was a massive opportunity. Absolutely, that was a massive opportunity. I was at your your debut on TV. But I had a record deal, and I had a new album, 
and I had all that stuff put in place before I got that opportunity. So you kind of create a little bit of your own little journey as well, you know. Um, so all those things, all those things uh, contribute to the uh, to getting the the spot that you might like to get. And um, I didn't go after it or anything, but that was the you know I kept working. I wanted to. I was working with great musicians at that stage, so yeah. the, the quality was very high. Um, some of the world's players in you know Jerry O'Connor, Vinnie Kilduff, and Whistle, all those great players were on that. Steve Cooney produced it, all that stuff. It was called the Awakening, and. Um, so that took us on to that in the line of they got recognition yeah. with Dave Pinnifeather in Universal Music and then we signed a record deal. So that was before I was with Lord of the Lands and before I was on the Late Late but they all contributed to getting on the Late Late. Yeah. And like you said it all kind of... And getting on with Gay Burton was fantastic. What was he like? You know, that was... Um, you know, I just met him like, you know, he, you know Gay was, was just very difficult to get on the Late Late at that stage. You know? Yeah. And like you said the the record deal it's obviously now... With musicians, you always hear about record deals and signing. Was um, back then was there a lot of different kind of record companies? There was, there yeah. was massive different things. But the Universal Music was big at the time. So to get a record deal that time for a, a young musician from um, Barnacurra in Newmarket, Steve Lucre, was just unknown. Like, yeah, you know, it was a big deal. Um, and it was a, it was a great honor and uh, it was fantastic to no there's you know there's the ups and downs of it you know your 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 record is gone yeah yeah it's gone into the hands of somebody else so goodbye all the hard work you know you get rewarded for it but um you'd like to own it as well is there a lot of musicians <laughs> that kind of don't sign the record deals and go oh, there solo are. There are. There's lots of players that never get the chance or they yeah. don't. It's a different world. It's, I was a brilliant networker. I was a great person to, to meet people and I kind of my own business person, really. Yeah. And uh, met lots of great people that I was influenced by as well, you know. And uh, so um, I went on to Lord of the Dance then and worked with Michael Flatley and all that stuff. And that was, that was a brilliant experience. So we're on now onto the world stage now, you know. We're gone now from the... The, the little small gigs but all the small gigs are so important yeah yeah because they're all the ones that added up to giving me the experience they're what kind of make a musician are they they are they're the big they're, you know they're, 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 the small gigs are very important and um, we did socials we did pubs we did all kinds of events and we had a taste of all that and you know I remember we going around a little minibus you know and my father was the was the manager really <laughs> You know, and my uncle, they were they were the managers, so they were um, at that stage, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So there were there were great times, there were great family times. But the uh, the bigger stage, onto the world stage, then with Michael Flatley, and sure he was the master of what he was doing. But you must also remember, people at the top always had to start at the bottom as well. Yeah. So, you know, and I think anything in life that kind of goes for <laughs> never compare yourself to somebody that's been in the industry with years like. Very, 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 very valid question there, and a very valid answer. It's, it's, don't, don't compare. Yeah. You know, you're, you, it depends on what stage of the journey you're on. Absolutely. When did you, um, when did you move to, to Killarney? I uh, moved to Killarney, I suppose, at Killarney about 30 years ago now. Yeah. You know, but we love Killarney. And, uh, sure, my kids now are playing in the, the band and stuff, and we, we're all involved in music now, but it's all coming from the experience of the influence that I had on them, just like my parents had on me. Yeah. You know, that's the way it is. It's, it's, it's a journey. Searcha obviously kind of does the, the singing in the band, really, doesn't she? 
She does. See, she's uh, is has, is driven as well. She's very like me that way. She's yeah. driven. She's uh, she's uh, considers herself the boss. And were they? Did they get into the kind of music themselves from a young age? They well? did. I introduced yeah. them, and their mom introduced them as well. And they, you know, they were um, they were playing at a young age and doing grades and doing all that stuff. And of course, you see, I was meeting great players at this stage now, having come back and great singers, and they were they were influenced by them as well. Yeah. And then we started the show in Killarney Avenue and um that was a uh, that was fantastic as well that was we did, we were there for 11 years in the Killarney Avenue which uh, Mike Lord didn't I was congratulating him on his amazing award that he yeah. got there recently yeah. himself and Donald Ring so and uh, Dennis Kennedy was involved as well with us there and uh, they were amazing years so they they took us you know but I would I want to want to mention we started as well at the fall to sessions yeah. In Killarney, uh, with Paddy O'Callan and, and the lads there, with my great friend Patrick Hartnett. We still always call him Pat Hartnett. So we were, we were very sad about Pat's passing. Yeah, and that goes back to the small gigs as well. Back to the, the small gigs, actually. We're going to be doing a night in the fall to, I suppose, a night, a night for Pat. Really? Pat was a, was a, was our tour manager for, for over 30 years then, because it started with the small gigs. Yeah. And that was our big small gig in Killarney. The Falter Sessions, they were fantastic. And that led then into the Killarney Avenue show. Building up. And that was the 11 years then, you know, meeting great people all the time and, you know, as, as I said, moving forward. Yeah. So we want to remember Pat, a lot of people call him Patrick, but we called him Pat all our lives. Pat. Yeah, Pat Hartnett. And when you were, you're obviously <coughs> known best for, say, the accordion player and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I play lots of instruments, um, but the accordion was the one that I major on. But um, when I was young, piano, everything like so, up to 20 instruments. And um, when you were young, was it an accordion then that you started? Was that the first? I suppose I had a piano accordion. I, um, that was back in... Um, I actually wanted to ask you, what's the difference between a piano accordion and kind of a button one? I've written down there to ask you. Very good, yeah. Because I always, I, I can never kind of get my head around it. Yeah, piano piano accordion is based on this on the system of a piano. So you just draw out the notes... There's one note going out and you bring it back into the same note. But when you go out with the accordion with one note and come in playing the same key, there's a different note. Really? Yeah. So there's two notes per key on the accordion, the button accordion. Now, it is a little bit intricate for people to get around, but concertina based as well. And I was, um, I was doing a bit of research on the accordions. Do they kind of vary in weight? They do. Um, my one is a, is a, is a French Sauterelle. I have a Castanari as well, that's Italian. But the one I have is a, a nice weight for me because I, I do lots of things with it. <laughs> and, um, it goes over the head, it goes around me, it goes on the ground. There's a, there's a lot of uh, weightlifting process during the performance. <laughs> and they can be the weight with that kind of, is it kind of a different, like, do you know the way you can say tune a guitar? Are you able to, tune an accordion or how does that work um, that would be done uh, you wouldn't be tuning it on the stage that would be done with a specialist um, John Brosnan from Guinea Gwilla yeah um, he would be the specialist in the line of repairing him and tuning him and putting him into tune but uh, you wouldn't be tuning it on the on the stage like a no. guitar because it's, it's, it's reed based so you'd have to open it up and stuff but in relation to weights and stuff piano chord is a different instrument um, you're going to get the same kind of um, same tune out of it but the uh, 
the weight, you know, it's a different, it's a bigger instrument. Now yeah. we can have small ones as well, but it's a different, it's, it's, it's different. I just, you know, I prefer the button accordion now. The button accordion. What is it that you, um, I've interviewed a few music- musicians and Brian, Brian Kennedy there about two weeks ago. That's right. I heard that show. That was fantastic. You, um, I remember seeing yourself and him below in the, in, was it St. Brendan's there? St. Brendan's College is, uh, he, he was one of our guests. We've, uh, we did our ninth year this year and it was fantastic. And, um, Brian has been there a good few times with us and, uh, he's, he's one of the great singers. Yeah. What, uh, I'm like, Brian's went through the, the wars as well, do you know? He's, he's gone through the war of attrition as well. And, uh, um, he's, he's a great guy though. Yeah. He's, he's inspirational just like yourself. You know, you're an inspirational young man as well. So, you know, we all follow you. We're all behind you. And you can't, you can't, you can't beat that. Yeah, yeah. You know, people look up to that, up to yourselves every day. So, you you know, you're a mighty person yourself. Try, try, try the best to keep going, isn't it? Yeah. What, um, what do you love most about performing on the, on the stage is the kind of the, the adrenaline rush or? Do you know, adrenaline rush, um, sometimes, you know, we have a set list and there's no set list because it goes out the window because we, we have to face the audience that we're with and dynamic changes. And I suppose the key for me is the magic. Yeah. Now, I'm very lucky with the chemistry having my family around me. And on stage, uh, you've Oshin on guitar and drums and keyboards and Kisirsha vocals and keyboards and Killing on drums. And then the eclectic mix of what I'm bringing, what they're bringing and whatever, whoever our guest is. Yeah. Um, like Brian Kennedy's been our guest, Christy Dignam, of course, has been our guest on the street. But this year in the sem, that was on Plunkett Street, Liam, wasn't it? On Plunkett Street. How did that come about? Um, Christy was down for a few days, and Oshina had asked him, you know, would we do something? And uh, he said, we will. We'd like to do something, and Oshin decided that we should do it on the street. And uh, he set up the kitted drums in the middle of the street, having got permission from the guardie and from the council, and. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was just magic. Again, again, the bit of magic. If you, you have to have magic. You have to have magic in everything. Yeah. You know, you're doing what you're doing now, the presenting. There's a bit of magic in it for you. Yeah, yeah. Because you get something out of, you know, whoever you're interviewing. Yeah. And that's great. Uh, so Christy, uh, we had Danny O'Reilly, of course, from the Coronas, Coronas was, was yeah. our guest. They were playing last night in the NEC, the Coronas, aren't they? They were. Yeah. Massive crowd. Uh, Danny was our guest. Uh, we had um, Michal Amara Hertig, of course. He was our first guest, but of course, a legend. And uh, we had Dominic McGorian, one of the Irish tenors. And uh, of recent, a couple of weeks ago, we had Brian Cody. Brian Cody, yeah. So that was a very, very special night. But before that, we had Joe Canning. We had Joe Schmidt from the Irish Rugby. You were there yourself? Yeah, yeah. You met Joe? Lovely guy. Yeah, a smashing guy. And he made a big effort. And after that day, that concert, the whole country closed down. It's crazy to think back, isn't it? You couldn't write it. You could not write the script for the movie. I actually remember being inside in, um, in college when, when the, it was on the radio. I, we went out to the car to listen. And I went in anyway and I said to Sean Coffey, we're off. And he said, keep 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 it quiet for a while, you know. But um, it's crazy you know, to think back like the way the yeah. day after that concert, yeah. the whole world is completely yeah. shut down. Isn't Mentioning it? Sean there, he's uh, very, you know, he's the principal of the college, uh, a brilliant man. All right. And, uh, and Michelle Dunahou and Neve as well, they're the music teachers, Neve O'Connell. Uh, we're very, very lucky and very blessed. And, uh, you know, you know, you had your experiences with Sean and you went to college there. Lovely guy. Smashing, smashing. Like man. what he done for me below after my accident, you know, 
yeah. renovating like with the lifts and yeah. reno- you know moving classes so I could get to them. Fantastic, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it's some kind of things that make make kind of a principle that you can Oh very much so. You know? Very much so. Leader leadership. And that's why I brought down Brian Cody just to talk about leadership. Sean Coffey is the leader. He's St. Brendan's College, you know. And you saw the doors that were open for yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, you know, I wasn't a massive fan of school in general, but it's things like that, like Sean, and to me to make it easier. Like after my accident, I, I was saying I'm lucky that I'm able to go back to school. And you loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And, and I never yeah. thought I'd say that. Like all know? because of great support. Yeah, and that goes for anything in life. Um, you recently done a collaboration with um Maya Brennan and family. Maya Brennan, yeah, that was one of the projects over COVID that we had to try and because the creativity during COVID was very difficult. Um, it was very tough for um, for the creative people, and it was tough for everybody. It yeah. was an awful time for everybody. But we were trying to keep the creative side going because work was gone. Work was gone for a lot of people, so you were trying to keep the what what we were made to be, you know. Yeah. So we're creative. We're in the creative world. So we came up with this idea working with my uh, the two families. Yeah. And um, it was great to have the family involved, then, wasn't it? It was, and it was fantastic. Um, and she's amazing, and she's a world star, and she's a Grammy Award winner, and uh, of course her sister Enya, yeah, and uh, her family Clannad, and they've been doing a world tour since. Um, so that was a great um, collaboration and a great synergy. And uh, again, the lads got a great chance in Saoirse and Oshina Killing. They got a great chance to, you know, and we we did the late late with the, with the song yeah. and um, called Strong in Numbers, and that was kind of appropriate. It was perfect at the time, you know. Absolutely, uh, Strong in Numbers, and that that went down great. And that, that was a mix again of different sounds of 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 different genres in that recording, and we we we, we love that song. I was um when I was doing my research, I was um I read up an article. It was I'd say it was 2014 or something. But um, Saoirse, when she was in school, they were asked to do a kind of a project and she'd done it on Maureen O'Hara. And was she, before her passing, was she a kind of close family friend? She was a close family friend. She came to the show a good few times in Killarney and we were at her house and Saoirse had to do the project. And uh, that was a ex- fantastic experience and she was actually to the last recording of Maureen O'Hara, an interview with Saoirse. Yes. Actually, sometime I must get get Sears to come in and talk about it. That's unreal. Yeah, it was the last the last one she done. It's the last one. It's the last one. There's a full full um, program of forty five to fifty minutes of of an interview between the two of them. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Well, you know, it's his great honour, and it's oh, uh, you know, time flies. Yeah, time, you know, we all know that time just flies away, and it's just great to have it. So we must get it hard now, sometime. And it's great. Similar enough to that, that the the lovely Lindsay Bennett that passed away there yes. from cancer a few few weeks ago. I only had her on my show. Oh my God! Yeah, say about three months ago. Very 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 sad. And we 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 had actually built up kind of a nice friendship over over Instagram. We'd always be be chatting and stuff. So yes, just goes to show that like some Maureen and Tiersha, life can be gone. Oh, it does, and that's why I know so you know I always say that because um, you know. Life changes, life moves on so fast, and I know that I suppose having the experience, having the loss of mom as well. Yeah, yeah. 
and because uh, 41 at that stage that did time. that change your perspective on life Liam? oh it did yeah life is very short and yeah. you have to let go as well let go and begin to letting go just let yeah. go you know don't hold it let go you have to get rid of you know negative stuff yeah negativity is not good no no you know and uh, you're going to meet a bit of it on the journey absolutely and uh, you know that yourself and even you turn on the radio there some days on TV like there's always <coughs> something you know negative that's happening in the world yeah just uh, you know I was watching a bit of Sky News last night for for a few minutes and you know it was very negative so I had to go away listening to a bit of music then. That's where the music comes in. It's great for the soul and it's great for the head and it's, 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 uh. Goes back to like therapy, isn't it? Yeah, it goes back to therapy and it's, it's great for your, um, for your energy and you have to have, you have to have good energy. Yeah. I want to touch on the, the Guinness, the rec- World Book of Records that you, you set for the fastest fingers on the accordion. Yeah, that was a, you know, that was a great achievement for me at the time. I was working with Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance, and he had done it as the fastest dancer. And I said, maybe I could do it too. And that was the belief. You know, don't be afraid. I've, I've a huge thing about that. Don't be afraid. You can be anything you want. Yeah. If you put your mind to it. People are lies after they don't. They don't, but they're, because they're always comparing, oh, he's up there she's up there they're better they're all this no you're, you're you're on your journey so you can be as good as anybody yeah and that's my message if you work hard at it practice you know and that's why I brought the likes of you know when I met Brian Cody in America and I, we had the chat and I said he'd be great now to come to the college of, for, for the concerts that we do there talk about leadership and stuff. that leadership and you know his record has proved it yeah and he, you know, he's not coming down as a hurling manager. He's coming down as 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 a very strong person that's going to give us inspiration and leadership with and, mentality isn't and it? a positive energy to go away from that will stay with us yeah. in our memories. Absolutely. So I think that's a great thing. Same with Joe Smith, and they're handling all these, managing all these fantastic professionals, both male and female. Yeah, and there's so much going on. How do they do it? How do they stick with it? And it comes down to almost simple things. Brian Cody was saying the last day. Simple basics. Be on time. Yeah. Basic thing. And I read a thing. He used to, <coughs> he used to have the, the players put away their phones. I don't know, was it five hours before a match or something? And that was just his winning mentality, wasn't it? It was. And no excuses. Yeah. No excuses. Cause, because he said the last night, oh, we were beaten. Oh, we were we were unlucky. No, we weren't good enough. Because is there going to be another excuse for the next game? Says it as it is. <laughs> yeah, fantastic, and you know, brilliant to take away energy from that. But same leadership, same different role, different things as sport. I applied that to the music as well. Yeah. So leadership as well, and I love sport, so I mixed the two. Getting back to the Guinness Book of Records, so. I was over in Scotland and I met the Guinness Book of Record people. There happened to be at the show I was doing. Oh, it was in Scotland. You yeah. actually don't. Yeah, well, I, that was my first connection. But I went to London then to do the, the performance. Go away. And um, so that was 11.67 notes per second. Like, that's not really visible to the naked eye. So there was five adjudicators and they had a repertoire of different tunes. Like from the flight of the bumblebee down to Tico Tico and all those ones. So nerve-wracking. Never wrecking. So I did it, and I, I and I, 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 11.67 notes per second, um, and then I beat that. 
live on Radio 2. So, and they brought in the two together. But you know what? It's a great to do things. Absolutely. And that's the way I look at it. It's not about that I encourage people to play fast. It's nothing to do with that. Yeah. It's not about, because, you know... It's unique, like everyone has their speed. own... Speed. Too much speed on a tune, too much speed on anything can ruin the whole performance. Yeah. It's not about, it's not about speed. It's not about that. But why not? Somebody else might do it. Yeah. But I did it, and I have it, and I'm still in the book. And, you know, it's a great old feeling, and it's, it's, it's nice, like. It'll always be there. Well, exactly. It's in the book, unless, you know, the only way they can take you out of it is someone, you know, take you on, or else tear the page. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you've that, um, that award, and you've obviously done a load playing at, up for the match, and I, I was up there, and. You are. We've met in many occasions. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, as RT, so, you know, that's fantastic as well. What was it like being, you're the only Irish musician to play at the prestigious Ryder Cup twice? That oh, was yeah. obviously huge. That was, the one was in America and the other one was at the K Club. The one in America was fantastic because it was all Irish and it was a, it was a, to see the Irish gathering and, you know, over in Oakland Hills and all that, like, fantastic, fantastic opportunity. And, um, to see, you know, John Major at the time and George Bush and, they're standing there at your gig. <laughs> You're only a few feet away, like, you know, fantastic, yeah. Um, but we were taken out there by, at the time, Minister John O'Donoghue. Really? So he was a very, very, very special person as well. Yeah. And he did an awful lot for Kerry as well. So, you know, important not to forget people. Absolutely. Who takes you on your journey around. We went to Atlanta as well with Jimmy Deanahan, another good man. You know, so we've, we've, we've been blessed. And I love the way you say that, that the other people, like I had Michael Healy-Ray on last week, and he said that the Healy-Rays would be nothing without the people that go out canvassing with them that do that. And like you're saying there, it wouldn't be, you You know, it takes people all through your journey for me. From the smallest up, all that journey. I mean, I could say I was at the Ryder Cup. Yeah. But no, I was very lucky. To be there. To be spotted and picked and taken out there. Yeah. By a minister at the time. There were both ministers at the time, Jimmy and uh, John O'Donoghue. So, there, you know, we've been very lucky with great people around us. And that starts from the home again. Yeah. Great people around us. You know that yourself. You have great family around you. Absolutely. You know, great support. And uh, the small gig again, on, up, along. And, all the, and keep doing it. You'll, there'll be good gigs and there'll be bad gigs. You know, you learn from the bad ones. Well, as I say, there's two types of music, good and bad. Yeah, you um, you collaborated with Boy George. I did. What was it? Am I losing control? Or am I losing control? What was he like? Was I weak when I met you? Am I losing control? I think that's a great song. It is. Yeah. You know, just just unusual. It just happened. I I was was listening to last night. Yeah, and you like it? Yeah, loved it. Yeah, loved it. Yeah. What was he like? Um, I only had a few minutes with him. But they're the memories again. Great yeah. memories of the, you know, you know, he's special. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a great singer. He's from a great band, Culture Club, and he's unique. And uh, you know, live and let live. And but great singer, yeah. and, a, and a great performer. And uh, like, am I losing control? Was I weaker when I met you? Am I losing? I think it's great. Great lyrics. Great lyrics, like. It and uh, his producer John Themis. Uh, was my producer of the album. That's how that got linked. Oh, was that how? Yeah, and we were both? recording that in Shabby Road in London. 
and then we went to mix and master the album in Abbey Road where the Beatles did all their recordings and all that so there was you know we walked the pedestrian crossing and we were the Beatles for that day and um, Jeff Pesh did the mastering and we were we were the Rolling Stones for that day and you can't, you know, there's some of that stuff you can't buy. It, no. You know, because it's... You know, Small memories. Great memories, I suppose. So we were, we were in... A, they introduced us to Abbey Road, and so that was fantastic, you know. But that's the, that's the connection again. It's yeah. all networking. And not to forget the people that gave you the connection. Yeah, absolutely. But you don't get the connection unless they think you deserve it. Yeah, yeah. Because very few give you the connection. <laughs> absolutely. And like we were saying there, boy George... Moving closer to home, you um, you done the, the GA anthem with Michal and Mortig, and that topped the Irish charts for 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 six weeks. It he, was a great honour again, Michal, a legend and a beautiful person, not to forget a great, great, great man. And uh, we're still in touch, and he was our um, special guest in the same for a good few years, and uh, he was the first. And people said to me, this year was better. Really? No, no. Every year was amazing, because you must always remember there's been great guests every year. Yeah. And it's the same in the show on the avenue. Brilliant guests, brilliant, you know, again, building the community, being inclusive and building up, getting, you know, there's many families, there's many people out there at Music Today and Kyotas, and the talent out there is amazing. Unreal. It is unreal. Everybody's getting fantastic opportunities. Do you think traditional music's on the incline over the last few years, or have you seen... Well, you see, you have to remember, go back, Riverdance, opened, yeah. opened the, the floodgates, Lord of the Dance, which I was delighted to be part of that amazing show. They opened it up to the world. Yeah. But it wasn't all Irish music. It was eclectic. It was all different influences, different genres. You know, inside in the middle of Riverdance, you have a Spanish dancer. Yeah. You know? Um Lord of the Dance is, is probably more more Irish than the R- River Dance is amazing. I mean that was the that was the, that was the start of it, and uh, the different influences and um, kind of kick started it. It was fantastic. It was amazing, and it opened the door to the whole world. And then Lord of the Dance came along, and uh, Michael Flatley was a genius, and uh, they're all geniuses at the top of their game there. Yeah. But they had to start somewhere as well. Absolutely. And that's never forget that. And that's it. what I like to say as well: be yourself. Yeah. Don't be a bad copy of anybody else. Just be yourself. But you're going to get influences. Everybody gets influences from everybody. Yeah. You're going to, you know, Michael Jackson, Lord rest his soul, got influences from somebody else. But he was brilliant as well. But getting back to the, we've been very lucky for, to the people we've collaborated with. Uh, we with the Artine band, for example, fantastic. We did the um, up for the match. You were there yourself. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was a lovely night. Great performance. That was a, they walked in, they marched in. Unbelievable. And that was a brilliant surprise, and you know, and even the panel that they had, like you know, they had Pat Flynn, Billy Keane, you know. Yeah, unbelievable. Asher Billy is brilliant, and Pat. Unbelievable people, but we're living in, in a very rich county as well. Yeah, of of culture, absolutely rich county of culture, and where we come from, in Cork as well, Sleeve Lucre, very rich in their music and their you know, great players, great tradition, and of course it's very near the yeah. border. So Portugal Keith used to slip over and slip back, and that's where the border comes in, the Sleeve Lucre, because if you look at the boundary of Sleeve Lucre, it's very 
into into Duhallow as well. Loss, yeah. yeah. And Duhallow being the barony then was the was the football team that was created there for the for the football. It is know, the border kind of North Cork to, to to carry it so exactly. so close. Your your career in music has obviously brought you all around the world. Is there any country that you can say that you wouldn't have gone to if it wasn't foreign music that you really enjoyed the country? Um, I suppose China. I, I set up a, a show in China and I did really? a show. Yeah, I did a show in, show in China and a show in Killarney simultaneously. So I was I was commuting. Uh, I went to China every month. Um, that was an experience. That was we were taken out there to do a show for World Expo, which is it's a, which is basically exhibiting different countries in in one place. So that was that was an experience. Um, wouldn't be anxious to go back either. You know, it was a it was a tough place, but it was a nice experience. Um, we're getting ready to go around the world again, maybe in the in the next couple of years. Really? Yeah, we went around a few times, but now the lads are older and getting on in their music careers. Um, we might we might consider a, a yeah. trip around the world. But I was in Australia. I was at all in those places um, four times. That was great to see with Lord of the Dance. They were, that was the you, you always need the the big ship push, to take you yeah. away. <laughs> and um, obviously, you were saying there now you might be going back around. Oshin and Sir Shar obviously doing amazing stuff as well with you and Oshin is kind of he's after breaking into kind of the fashion industry. Yes, he, he got a break there over COVID and uh, he was writing music and then he got involved in the fashion world with Hollister and Ted Baker and uh, that's unbelievable. It is, you know, you know, because he's you know he's quite enough guy in his yeah. own way, and um, so he's he goes out there he does the shoots and he's promoting Killarney as well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, and um, there was a shoot shoot there of him recently in uh, on the lakes of Killarney and. Was on all the shop windows of North America. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It is bad stuff, yeah. To think like. Yeah. And he did another shoot there for Christmas with Hollister. And Hollister's a brilliant brand, you know. Uh, worldwide, like. Yeah, worldwide. And Ted Baker. So, you know, they're getting little opportunity. Again, they're seeing, you know, how you can network and yeah. where can you open a door. And again, you won't get that unless you. I won't Put say deserves it, there. but. It's being, you know, the right place, the right time, and they, if they see a bit of quality, yeah, you know, and also something that's unique. It's like a record label looking out for it musicians. Is. It is, yeah, yeah. There yeah. was there was a scout out there and they spotted him, and that was where that came from. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we finish up, I want to ask you if you had to collaborate with one, say, celebrity or musician, dead or alive, who would it be? It's a great question. Now. Um, you know, a, a person and, and a band I like um, um, is a person called Michael McDonald. He was to sing with the Doobie Brothers. and uh, the name. Um, so there's an opportunity of doing something with him in the new year. But um, I'm a big fan of you too as well. Really? I am because, you know, longevity and the hard work and Bono. So we, we, we'd like to connect with Bono at some stage. Yeah, that'd be unbelievable. Well, I think it's... Um, they're Irish. Um, they've had great songs and still have great songs coming up. And he is, you know, he's a kind of a water leader in his own way. Yeah. So at some stage, it'd be nice to connect. Yeah. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? And uh, it would be fantastic. And uh, and there'll always be opportunity. And whoever comes along. So we have a new song coming out with Mike Denver. Really. The story I'll tell you is true. So that's going back into our, our social 
that we did many years ago with the you know it's an old time waltz yeah and it was written by a great friend and neighbour John Joe Reedy from my place in Tower back near Newmarket and John passed away at 39 so we're, we're going to remember John with this song and Mike Denver is the singer of it another so, great musician <clears throat> Great country singer and a very nice fella. And we had one out before called The Days of My Return. So that's coming out. Uh, we've one coming out with Michael McGoldrick, the great flute player. And we have a few things coming up. A lot of exciting things over so Yeah, yeah. We're always planning ahead. And that was, these are all the COVID projects coming out now. Yeah. But, you know, Ian, I want to say, you know, you're an inspiration yourself. And thank you for having us and having and supporting us and coming to our gigs. And we're meeting a lot of great places. But you're a big inspiration, and we have this connection. We think an awful lot about you. So thank you for everything. No, and thanks for coming on again. Last question. Be honest, though. Are you a carrier or a corkman? <laughs> a corkman all the way. You a have to wear it. all the way. Yeah, but, you know, we love Kerry as well. <laughs> we do. Bit of both. <laughs> and the kids are Kerry, and I'm Cork. But you're, 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 you are where you're from. Same as myself and my dad. Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah, yeah. Sure, I know the O'Connell family. You know, they're they're corked to the to the bone, like. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick together. But I'm sure you'll pull out the the Kerry jersey on the big day. On the big day, yeah. <laughs> Liam, thanks a million for coming. All right. We're delighted, and thank you. Appreciate and you have it. a great show, and you're a great person, and a great man, and thank you for everything. Thank you, Liam. Now, unfortunately, that's all we have time for tonight. I hope you all enjoyed the show, and I appreciate you tuning in as always. A massive thanks to Liam O'Connor for coming in today for a chat with me and sharing his story from how he got into music and and what a successful career he has had so far. If you have any questions or requests for next week, you can contact me through my Instagram, enoconnell321, or drop me an email at my email address, ioconnell at radiocarry.ie. Stay tuned into Radio Kerry because Brian Priestley is up next with That's Jazz. I'll be back at the same time next Wednesday night from 8 to 9pm. Until then, stay safe and mind yourself. You're listening to Stand Out with Ian O'Connell. Wednesday evenings from 8pm here on Radio Kerry.